Hi, this is Pastor David Cooper. Thank you for joining my podcast. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you. I also want to ask you to share the podcast with others. Together, we can make an impact in people's lives as we introduce them to the Word of God. Thank you for your partnership and ministry of the Mount Perrin family and our outreach. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you today. I think you would agree with me that one of the most common needs we have at times in our lives is for wisdom. We face decisions, opportunities. We have to solve problems. We're not sure what to do. The Bible tells us that God gives us spiritual gifts to help us in life and ministry. One of these great gifts is the gift of wisdom that Paul writes about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. As we're teaching about the gifts of the Spirit and learning about these gifts, we see that God gives us a special gift of wisdom for those crisis times. Now, the Scripture tells us here that to each one, each person, each believer, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one that is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. It has been said that perception is reality. The way we perceive things determines how we think and how we respond. We are easily misled by marketing campaigns or the media. Facts are left out when a particular group wants to persuade others to believe something or to buy something. Accurate perception enables us to make better decisions. When we can truly see and understand everything going on, we make better decisions. The Holy Spirit gives us the gift of wisdom and knowledge so that we have accurate perception of events, experiences, and people. Divine wisdom and knowledge enable us to see through things to their true nature as opposed to merely looking at something. And I think that's the fundamental difference of these gifts of wisdom and knowledge. Instead of us merely observing something from the outside, we now can see through it. We can discern it. We understand the true nature. When we're able to judge and discern the true nature of something rather than merely looking at it, that is the gift of wisdom. Now, wisdom and knowledge enable us to perceive things accurately, and that frees us from prejudices and stereotypes. Sometimes we've already have our mind made up. Our minds aren't open. But when we have wisdom, we're open to seeing things from a fresh perspective. The spiritual gift of wisdom is special intuition God gives us to make important decisions, especially when we're confronted with a crisis or a unique challenge or opportunity. That's the one word I want to give you to think about how wisdom is different from knowledge. Knowledge is information. Wisdom is intuition. It is a basic sense of knowing what to do. Now let's look at the definition of wisdom. What does it really mean? So it is the ability to know what to do in a given set of circumstances. It is the proper application of knowledge. Knowledge is the information. Wisdom is, well, how do I use that information? The Hebrew word wisdom, which is used often in the Old Testament, especially in the Proverbs, in Ecclesiastes about the source of wisdom and the importance of wisdom. So that Hebrew word means the knowledge and the skills for life, but based on our reverence for God. So Proverbs 9 and 10 says, the fear or the reverence of the Lord is the beginning 
of wisdom. You see, when we don't believe that God exists, when we rule that out as a possibility, we're very limited into our options of understanding anything in life. Now, the Greek word, which is found all through the New Testament, Sophia, means intuition, insight, the ability to solve problems, and the ability to make decisions. Now, the word Sophia is used 51 times in the New Testament. And 24 of these references are in the first three chapters of 1 Corinthians, where Paul the Apostle contrasts human wisdom and godly wisdom. So it's obviously to this church at Corinth at the time, they needed to operate from godly wisdom, spiritual wisdom, and not just the wisdom of the world. So wisdom is intuition. It is the application of knowledge. Is it internal sense of you knowing what to do, the right thing, the best thing to do in dealing with a crisis and solving a problem, and even how to pursue an opportunity? Well, how do we develop wisdom? How do we grow in wisdom? How do we access this wisdom? How does spiritual wisdom take place in our lives? Well, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 4 and 7, wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom, though it costs all you have, gain understanding. So wisdom is supreme. It's first and foremost. It is of utmost importance for us to live successful lives. When my son David Paul was a little boy, and I used to teach him scriptures sometimes driving to school, and this was one of the early ones I taught him. He remembered it by saying wisdom is supreme pizza. He loved supreme pizza. And I remember he told me that one day. He said, wisdom is like supreme pizza. He would quote it, wisdom is supreme pizza. I said, why? He said, because when you get wisdom, you get everything else. And that's exactly what Proverbs says. In fact, it goes on to tell us that honor and favor and a good name are the results of wisdom. So wisdom is supreme. It's the most important thing because it governs so many of our decisions, our directions in life. So how do we get wisdom? Well, first of all, wisdom comes through experiences of life. It also comes from godly influences and godly people and godly leaders and teachers in our lives. We learn by experience. We learn by doing things. And sometimes learning what not to do is important as learning what we should do. And the relationships we have, the people that are most important, that pour into our lives, that mentor us, that educate us, they shape who we are. Proverbs 13, 20 says, Whoever walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. So if we walk with the wise, if we live with the wise, if we learn from the wise, from wise people, then we will grow wise ourselves. Wisdom also comes through prayer and through reading the Bible. In James chapter 1, verse 5, the apostle James says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him or her ask of God who gives generously without finding fault, and it will be given him. That's one of my favorite passages of Scripture, one of my favorite promises. If you lack wisdom, and I do on occasion like you lack it, ask God, and he gives it generously without finding fault. In other words, we don't have to be perfect to pray. And Paul reminds Timothy, who was a minister, of the importance of the Scripture in his life, and his, not only his preaching ministry, but in his personal life. In 2 Timothy 3, 14, he says to Timothy, how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation. One of the greatest things we can teach our children to do is to learn to read the Bible for themselves. When they're very small, to get a children's Bible and read, show them the pictures and the, the stories of the Bible. The teenagers, if they develop a habit of reading the Bible for themselves, will hear God speak to them. They will develop a heart of wisdom through 
the inspired word of God. Well, let's look at the display of wisdom. How do you live it out? How do you apply it? We're looking specifically now at the spiritual gift of a message, which also can be translated a word of wisdom. So this is a special wisdom that's in addition to natural wisdom and learning and education and prayer. This is a special message, a special word that God gives us if we're facing a crisis, if we're facing an opportunity, if we're facing a problem, that suddenly in that moment, the Holy Spirit gives us an intuition that we couldn't get from anyone else. We couldn't go get it from counsel. We couldn't get it from observation. We couldn't get it from experience. But because we trusted God and we looked to God, the Holy Spirit gives us a message, a word. This is what you do in this moment. And you kind of know in your heart, I know the right thing to do. You may not even know why you know it, but you know this is the right step to take. I've had this experience as a parent. I've certainly had it most often as a pastor. Pastor in a great church. We've taken on many responsibilities, pursued many avenues. I'm always asking God for vision. What should we do? Looking to him. And have come up to certain crossroads and I've sought God's grace. And there are times the Lord has given me the intuition. I just knew what to do in that moment. And You know, whenever I've shared those with like our pastors and elders and the others, because it was a word of wisdom, it bore witness with them. They thought, yeah, that's what we need to do. And so this gift of wisdom is a tremendous resource you have if you'll trust God and realize that the gift is available for you. And then when it comes, you don't doubt it. You don't question it. You don't have to go ask everybody else what they think, because it'll be powerful to be clear to you. So it's a special gift, a special wisdom. It's a word of wisdom. It's a message. It's not a gift we live with 24-7. We can't walk around and say, I have the gift of wisdom. That's not what this is. This is a special gift given for a moment and a decision in time where God gives us supernatural intuition that we know what to do. When the word of wisdom comes, immediately we have the complete picture in our minds of what we need to do in order to succeed. We almost know how it's going to turn out. You see, the Holy Spirit reveals things to us that can only be revealed by the Spirit. Many things can be known through natural science and exploration, education, and those things are important. But we're talking here about the spiritual gift of wisdom. The Holy Spirit will show you things that you can never know unless he showed it to you. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, Paul the Apostle writes, and he says, I has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of a person, what God has prepared for those who love him. But he's revealed into us by his spirit. Many people stop without finishing the sentence, the promise. But God has revealed these things by his eyes not seen, ears not heard. In other words, we've not gained the information through some natural process, but he has revealed these things to us by the spirit. And in verse 16, Paul closes that section about how the Spirit reveals things, and he says, but we have the mind of Christ. In other words, the mind of Christ is the Holy Spirit giving us wisdom and knowledge and discernment in very critical moments in our lives. And the Bible gives us examples of this special wisdom. King Solomon, as you know, when he took over the throne for David, the Lord appeared to him in a dream and asked him whatever he wanted to ask God. And he said, give me a wise and discerning heart that I may lead your people. And God told him in the dream, since you've not asked for wealth and power and to build your kingdom, 
I'll give you not only wisdom, but all the blessings that come with it. And King Solomon's wisdom was on display in the famous account of the two women that came to the king and contesting that one baby had died and the other was really the child of the mother. And it's a very famous story. It's used in law classes to this day. Every lawyer knows this statement. And he pulled out the sword and talked about separating the child. It showed the absurdity and it immediately revealed the heart of the true mother. She said, no, no, let her have the baby. She was willing to give up her son. And Solomon knew that it would bring out her heart. How did he know to do that? That was a bold move. God gave him that wisdom. That's what he prayed for. First Kings 3, 16 through 28. You can read that incredible story. How did he know to do that? How did he know the outcome? Because God gave him a word of wisdom. He had no consultation, no deliberation with anyone. But in that moment, the wisdom of God enabled him to know what to do to settle that dispute. Jesus in his humanity operated in this gift. His wisdom is seen when religious leaders tried to trap him about paying taxes to Rome. And the famous story found in Matthew 22, 15 through 22. Everyone knows that story about Jesus and taxes. And everybody is always asking questions about paying taxes. Everybody wants to get out of taxes, apparently, and have since the dawn of time. Should we pay taxes to Rome? And he took out a coin. He said, whose inscription's on it? Render to Caesar what is Caesar's, and unto God what is God's. They were using it to try to trap him so that he would say something against Rome and put himself in a political disadvantage. But he just transcended the whole conversation. That whole week of his life before he went to the cross, there are many conversations like that. When he would respond in a way that just took the conversation to a completely different level, and they didn't know what to say. They were completely disarmed by his responses. That's an example of that word of wisdom given in the moment. How did he know to pull out a coin? How did he know to ask them whose inscription's on it? That's the wisdom of God. The apostle James, who was the first leader of the Jerusalem church, was given wisdom to decide a dispute between Jewish and Roman believers about the customs of circumcision and the Jewish laws. You'll find that story in Acts chapter 15, verses 5 through 27. Because some of these Christians came out of just the Roman culture, the Greek culture. Others were Orthodox Jews, and they had laws and traditions. Now they're all Christians. Now they're all in the church, and they're arguing about what customs to follow. And James heard everything. And at the end, he comes to this very simple conclusion. And he brought them back to the centrality of faith in Christ, that circumcision is required or keeping Sabbath regulations, that Jesus has fulfilled all of those things. It was a critical moment in the early church, which direction it would go. But the response he gave from the wisdom of God, the word of wisdom, brought unity in the church so that people could live in unity whether they celebrated these traditions or didn't celebrate them. They were free to do both. But God gave him that wisdom. He knew the gospel of Christ didn't require any Jewish customs or any other religious traditions or personal convictions to burden Christians. You see, when you don't know what to do, ask God to speak to you. Come together as a couple. Come together as a family. In your business, ask God. In your ministry as a pastor, ask God what you need to do. In your personal finances, in your personal decisions, in your health decisions. You say, I'm not really sure what to do. I've got three opinions from doctors. The Holy Spirit will give you the word of wisdom just for that moment, for that crisis, for that issue, and you'll know what to do. He'll speak to you and give you the intuition. You'll know in your heart, well, this is the right way to go. 
Depend on the Holy Spirit's wisdom and guidance more than the opinions and deliberations of others and more than your own wisdom. Prayer is a type of humility that opens your heart to receive the wisdom from God. Join me in prayer. Father, we claim the promise today that if any of us lack wisdom to ask you, I pray for every person today, especially going through a difficult time, a crisis, or facing a tremendous opportunity. They're not sure what to do. I pray, Lord, that today you will give them the gift of wisdom that they will know in their heart the right decision to make in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining me for this time. Let me encourage you to invite your family and friends to subscribe to my sermon podcast, listen to the Bible study, and certainly be a part of our Sunday worship services. I want to thank you for your gracious and faithful commitment and support of the ministry as well. Go to the Mount Perrin store today online. Check out a lot of the new products that are available for the summer. My new book, Jesus and World Religions, is available along with Scripture and Science. And also the book 10, which is a a new exploration of how the Ten Commandments speak to us in our lives. If you don't have those books, get you a copy today and learn the Word of God. Enrich yourself in your faith as well. I pray that y'all have an amazing week. I look forward as our next teaching on the Word of Knowledge and how we can understand this gift and have it operative in our lives. I love you. I'm praying for you. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you and your family in church this Sunday. Thank you for joining me today as we've shared together the Word of God. Let me ask you to download the Mount Perrin Church app today so that we can stay connected and you can see all the great services and resources available for you and your family. Follow me on social media and also the Mount Perrin Church family. I look forward to seeing you in church to worship on campus and online. God bless you. Have an incredible day.